When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL Combine is in Indianapolis, Indiana, and that means that a lot of our media colleagues, Ian, are eating a lot of St. Elmo's Steakhouse, but it also means that we're getting a lot of sound bites from all around the NFL, and we have to decipher whether they're true or not, because boy, is it lion season when it's combine season in the NFL. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. You can find him, Ian Fitzsimmons, at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me, Amber Wilson, at Amber W Sports. So we invented a new segment to discover whether we're hearing a truth or whether we're hearing a lie from the NFL combine. We don't have imaging for it yet, so I'm just going to do the imaging. You ready, everybody? Sit Come down. On. You buckled up? All right. Truth or lie? How is that? Good? Please lift that. Good? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might just use that. Sound like you're constipated. Truth or lie? <laughs> ESPN Radio. Have to know where That's we're, our where big we're production sure. budget here at ESPN. You, I'll tell you what, you, your next gig, Amber, I can see it now. You're the voiceover for like action movies, you know, action <laughs> desire. Action. There you go. That, that's Truth next for you. or lie? There you go. Hello, James. It's in your future. Hi, it's it's me. Uh, so, you know, we did uh, Truth or Lie Braun uh, last week, which was very fun. But Ian wasn't here to uh, to participate in it. So I gotta I gotta make sure that Ian is ready. So so this is just a warm up one, okay? First up, my wife. First up, <laughs> I know I'm gonna just there move is so much to right unpack on. there. Let's just keep it moving. <laughs> First up, we're just gonna. We're gonna yeah, thank you. I agree, crowd. Uh, Tom Telesco, the new GM of the Las Vegas Raiders, this is what he had to say about uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, he's a Raider. So, Ian, truth or lie? <laughs> I mean, you can't get more succinct than that, right? I mean, that clip was literally 1.2 seconds. I'm going to go truth. Uh, we've known Telesco oh. for a long time, so... Uh, and to be that quip and, and that matter of fact, I mean, there was no gray there, right? I mean, that was black or white. So now he's a Raider. Bam. Now he didn't say now or in the moment. Well, he that's said, a, no, that's, he's a Raider. I was that's just truth. reacting to what he said there. And that's truth. He is. A, he is Congratulations. That is, that's he correct. He is a Raider is actually a true statement. Yeah, On right. February 27th, 2024, Devontae Adams is in fact a Las Vegas Raider. Now, whether he gets traded, whether he's going to end up staying a Raider, we don't know any of that information. And clearly Tom Telesco is not letting us know that information, but he is in fact a Raider right now. So, eh, truth. No lies detected. Good job, guys. All right. Uh, up next, Raheem Morris uh, was uh, asked about the state of the Falcons here. And, um, what you really want to pay attention to was the end of this uh, soundbite here. So go ahead and play Raheem Morris. I'm not afraid to say that we have the ability and we're capable to go out there and win next year. If we do some of the right things, some of the right moves, 
we can do that. And that's not an arrogance. That's not a confidence. That's not a cockiness. That is more of a credit to the people that were in the building with me still and some of the people that are not there now and what they've been able to do. You know, if we had better quarterback play last year in Atlanta, I might not be standing here. And they would have the ability to be talking about those things. But right now, if we can focus on some of those things and do some of that, I think that will give us the best chance to go out there and win football games. Amber, if we had better quarterback play, I might not be here. I love that. Truth or lie? I love that because it's true. I love that because it's self-aware and true. And you don't normally get an opportunity to hear that from an incoming new head coach. He's absolutely right. I mean, if they had better quarterback play in Atlanta, then why the heck would they have ever moved on from Arthur Smith to Raheem Morris? They wouldn't have. So... Their loss last season is quite literally his win, but now it's his job to figure out how to actually do the winning there in Atlanta. And I think he's also telling the truth. He does have a point. That's a team that I actually do believe if you got the right quarterback in, it's not so far off in the distance that they could play some winning football. Without a doubt, that's why they're sitting there at eighth, and they're in striking distance to move up and get a quarterback, or sit there and wait on a JJ McCarthy or, you know, Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. I think the the latter two are going to go in, in the second round. But yeah, I mean, everything he said is not just true, but brutally true, because he would still be in LA as a defensive coordinator for the Rams, and they would not be interviewing Brandon Brandon Staley to replace Raheem Morris in, in, in L.A., and now he's interviewing with the San Francisco 49ers. We'll touch on that later on, meaning Staley. But, yeah, everything Morris said was brutally honest, brutally true, and I love it. I'm all for it. Because that is a team, to Amber's point, they got a lot of talent, man, yeah. a lot of talent. They just need the quarterback. All right, we're playing Truth or Lie here on ESPN Radio, Amberinian. Um, next up, the, the Justin Jefferson is going to get paid here very, very soon. And uh, the Vikings general manager was, uh, was asked about Justin Jefferson today. Here it is. Clearly, along the lines of things being thrown out about Justin, maybe some that are false, is there a world where you would ever consider making him available for a trade? That is not something that's once crossed my mind. Um, you got a blue player, blue person. Uh, you try and keep those as many of those as you can. Um, so, Ian truth or lie that and it's never crossed his mind that they could uh trade justin jefferson there'll be quasi adofu mensa yeah i was uh, gonna stay away from that <laughs> i got you uh i'm it's i'm a i'm a yinzer i'm a and we say things not good when you, again, when, you, when you're that definitive i mean it's talking season of the combine and so far we're, we're getting another truth here because oh. what why would you ever think about trading justin jefferson so as he mentioned those blue blood players they don't come along often I believe everything Quasey just said there has never even crossed his mind about trading one of the best wideouts in the entire league. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a second. I I really don't. I think that that's a lie. I don't believe that it hasn't crossed his mind. Come on. It has crossed your mind. You're a general manager. It's crossed your mind to trade probably every single player on your roster. It's part of your job for it to frankly cross your mind. Justin Jefferson is your biggest weapon. He's your biggest asset that you would have if you needed a haul, right? And so you have to consider that as an option before you pay him because you're going to have to pay him monster money. And he's not the youngest receiver in the entire NFL. Is it worth you retaining him? What are you doing at that quarterback position? Are you even 
even good enough that you need to hang on to the weapons or do you need to enter some sort of rebuild? So I do not believe that those conversations have not entered his mind. I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to trade Justin Jefferson instead of hanging Justin Jefferson. But when you're faced with that decision, you are considering your options. So you're saying they're trading Justin Jefferson, dude. Well, here's the thing. They can't trade him. I mean, it wouldn't become official anyways to the start of the new league year on March 13th, right? So they've got a little bit of time. Now, they obviously can negotiate that in advance, but they haven't extended him yet in the salary cap. We did just get the news that it's gone up and they haven't yet extended him. So we'll see. I don't know quite what they're doing with Justin Jefferson, but we also don't know what they're doing with their quarterback position there. either. There's a lot of questions with that franchise. All right, let's try to fit one more in here. Uh, Adam Peters, the commander's general manager, on uh, here's him talking about uh, Sam Howell. We still have a lot of work to do. What we're going to do, uh, whether it's that pick or later, uh, we really like what we have in Sam right now. So we're really excited about that, too. I had a, a great, it's funny, I learned this from John Lynch. When you're sitting in your office all day, you kind of just get in this rut where you're just like it's dark. You've got all these weird lights and you need to get out. So Sam came to the, the facility a couple weeks ago and got a chance to hang out. And instead of sitting in my office, we just took a walk, took a walk around uh, uh, Commander's Park and uh, around the fields and got to know him a little bit better. So I feel really good about him, too. So we got a lot of different things we can do, but still really excited about him. All right, so Ian, they're really excited about Sam Howell in Washington, apparently. Is that a truth or lie? I I said blatant lied 10 seconds in. Lies, 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 and more lies. They're not excited about Sam Howell. There are people who are really excited about Sam Howell in Sam Howell's life, I would imagine. His girlfriend or his wife, whatever his personal situation is, his family, his friends, they're all very excited about Sam Howell, and that's what really matters here. The Washington Commanders... They're not really excited about Sam. That's the reality of it. That is a blatant lie. There is no chance that they are excited about Sam Howell. Coming up next. I'm not saying his career's over in the NFL, by the way. That's a little too harsh. But he's Gardner Minshew. He's not exactly what franchises right now are excited about when we're talking about yeah a starting quarterback of the future coming up next here on Amber and Ian will the Cowboys be able to keep their big three in Dallas that's next here on ESPN radio hi it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt Stephen A. Smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Cowboys might need a hero because they've got to figure out how to keep Dak, CeeDee Lamb, and Micah Parsons all on this team. It's not even to mention other guys like Tony Pollard, who we don't think are going to get 
to stay in Dallas. What movie do you think of when you hear this song? Um, Footloose. Oh gosh, is it Footloose? I'm like, I should know this. Footloose. I know it's it's from some famous movie, but that's number one, right? And the second one, I highly recommend this: The Way Way Back. If you've never seen it. Is that go, a movie? The way way back. Yes. I thought you were saying it was no. something way Steve, way back. No, Got it. Carell, the movie is I mean, way yeah, way back. It, the way way back is absolutely awesome, and I can't remember the actor's name. He, he's been in a, a million movies as a villain, as, as a good guy, uh, the main character in it. If you, you can Google the cast, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, he actually quotes that as if he's saying it on his own, and so it, it's a great scene. Yeah. So anyway, the movie review, The Way Way Back, go watch it. That song. I thought sorry, you were talking memories. about the machine from Peabody and Sherman. No. What? <laughs> what are you people talking about? It's like about? the, the same way thing, back, right? Peabody and Sherman. I have no trust idea me, what's happening. Trust me on this. The Way Way Back, go watch it. All right, back to our regular schedule program. I'm just impressed that Rachel, who's by far the youngest person here, is the one that instantly came up with the Footloose reference, because I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. I remember it being a great movie, but I'm surprised Rachel even knows about that movie. She so that was impressive. It, no, it's one of my sick day movies, that and Dirty Dancing. Oh, look at you. You're Nobody very puts worldly. baby in a corner. There you go. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. By the way, Luke has 27 points in the first half versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland gave Kyrie Irving a nice ovation as he entered the game tonight. So Cleveland crowd uh, doing right there by a guy, yeah, who won them a championship. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. They should, no matter how, frankly, he wanted out at the end, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. He comes back, you give him the standing up. That's what you do That's when the, the guy's won the you a championship. That's and it. he was such an integral part of winning that championship for you. He helped you get your ring. So it's nice that they did that. But yeah, Luca going off right now in Cleveland. The Cavs are up 60 to 56 at the halftime. So at, at the half. So we will keep you updated on that game. But let's talk about. The Dallas Cowboys, because we've been talking about all these NFL teams. Everyone is talking with the microphones this week at the NFL Combine. And the Cowboys have a big problem on their hands, and of course, they're aware of it. Now, the problem centers around their quarterback. It's not that their quarterback himself is a problem, because we were talking about a guy, Ian, who was part of the MVP conversation for the majority of the season, but it's his contract that is a problem. Now, they have a deadline of sorts coming up with the new league year of March 13th to be cap compliant, but they have to figure out how to work around Dak's present $59.4 million cap hit. Now, there are ways to do that, other than just extending Dak Prescott, but extending him would be the easiest way to maneuver around that cap hit because you can go ahead and extend him out and try to restructure things here of this upcoming season. If you don't, a $60 million cap hit, even with the cap going up, Ian, is a problem there when you've got other guys to pay. If Dak wants to be extended. Right? He's got all the power. That's that's the part no one's talking about here, Amber, is that this dude – you gave, and this is a this is a mess that the Cowboys made. They have to look directly in the mirror because they put into that contract everything Dak wanted when they did this a few years ago. No, no tag clause, no problem. No trade, no problem. I mean, you name it, Dak got it. And now here they are with a fifty-nine million dollar cap hit. Well. The Cowboys are one of the best, along with the New Orleans Saints, at borrowing from Peter to pay Paul to create cap money. And, and you'll hear from Stephen Jones on that coming up in just a moment. But Dak has all the power. He's sitting on a winning, not just Powerball ticket, but the Powerball and the Mega Millions. 
because if he if he wants to play it out and become an unrestricted free agent and bet on himself this year, he can make $60 million and then hit the open market. If you ain't got a quarterback, you ain't got a shot. Can you imagine what the open market would be for Dak Prescott? If he, if he finally has that postseason that Cowboy fans have been waiting on since he was a rookie, right? I mean, it, it, they've been waiting for him to deliver – them back to just an NFC championship game for the first time since 1995. He has all the power. So if he doesn't want to sign a long-term deal, which, by the way, if I'm if I'm a modern-day player right now, you just saw how much the cap went up this year. It went up $13 more million than they were expecting it to because of all the TV money, Amber. I'm not signing a five-year deal or a six-year deal or a seven-year deal. I'm signing like a three-year deal because how many times have you seen – whether it's a Dallas Cowboy or a Miami Dolphin or any player, that you're in year two or three of a five- or six-year deal, and what happens? Well, I'm not making nearly as much as these guys are now, so I want a new contract. Well, you're the dude that signed the five-year deal, and you're two years in, and you want a new one. Why does that happen? Because the salary cap goes up every single year. If I'm Dak, I'm not signing a massive long-term thing. I'm making you sweep me up for maybe $60 million per for three years or 50 per for four years, and, I'm, and you sign another long-term deal. But the, the Cowboys are in Hades because of the deal they gave Dak Prescott. Take a page out of the Kirk Cousins playbook, right? Don't That's be so it. scared to head towards free agency. And you don't see it traditionally at that quarterback position. In fact, you never used to see it ever because guys were too afraid to let themselves get to that point. Now, some of that's the violence of the sport. It's not like other sports. You are quite literally scared that your career could end at any moment. And so you want the security, right, as much as you can get. But the reality is you don't have guaranteed money in that sport anyways. So go ahead and give yourself some of the flexibility. You're concerned that, hey, if my game declines or if I'm one hit away and then if I'm not the same quarterback, then I'm not going to get paid at the same level if I've only inked a three-year deal, whereas if I had inked a seven-year deal, right, then I would have gotten that money. That's the type of evaluation that you're doing. But what we've seen from Kirk Cousins is you can be 35 years old and coming off of a major injury and there's still a hell of a market out there for you (laughs) that's exactly right about being a real a good quarterback you know i I, can we even an elite quarterback is kirk cousins still an elite quarterback i don't know he's a good quarterback we all think yeah he's he's a a really good quarterback dak prescott is a very good quarterback he's a good quarterback so why be so scared of it i am absolutely with you if i am dak i also am going i'm signing i i'm working with them i'm trying to bring down this cap hit for them because that's beneficial to Dak as well because he wants to keep the pieces on that team but i'm not locking myself in to a seven year long contract i am leaving myself some flexibility sign a few year deal we can do this song and dance again stephen jones he is the cowboys executive vice president he was asked about the timeline regarding dax deal cd lamb deal and Micah Parsons deal take a listen we won't be expounding on those type of things with our negotiation I mean that's obviously something you know as we move forward hopefully we'll continue to uh, make progress and communicate but it's not going to be something sorry to tell you guys but we're not going to be giving reports on how things are going can you do the things you want to do in free agency with his cap number at 59 and a half well we got ways to adjust his cap number for this year so we are, you know, obviously between Dak and between Micah and CD, it's, you know, the salary cap's real for us, you know, in a situation where we want to, you know, do deals with all three of them. 
So do you get to do everything you want to do with the salary cap? I don't think any team does. But we're certainly going to be able to go out and go to work and, and get the things done that we feel like we need to get done to be successful. Do you want to do those deals this offseason? Like I said, won't expound on any details, timing, amounts, anything. No, no like not timing, but you said you want to do deals about three of them. This I'm not going to say when. Giving us a whole lot of nothing, that's Stephen Jones. You know, this is what cracks me up about the Cowboys. And and it hasn't changed since I was covering the damn team years ago, Amber. He's the one that brought up, we want to get CD done. We want to get Micah done, which leads to a follow-up from Clarence E. Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. That was that that last voice you heard. Well, when he's looking to get those done. Well, you're the one. And Stephen goes, well, I'm not getting into that. Well, you're the one that brought it up. (laughs) we were talking about we were talking about Dak right and then you bring up CD and Micah and then there's there's the follow-up question well I'm not getting that well wait don't get all huffy puffy that because you're the one that actually brought up those other names and invoked the names and then you hear him go I'm not getting into that well don't get all mad at at Clarence E. Hill Jr. or Archer or anybody else in that media scrum because you're the one that started bringing up other names besides Dak typical Cowboys the reality is Dak doesn't have to do anything no. with Dallas at all. He can just go into the season and, and get paid a lot this season and then negotiate with somebody or with the Cowboys again after that. His motivation for getting something done this offseason with them in part would be, hey, we need to restructure this thing so we can keep CD and so we can keep Micah. And if you're Dak, obviously you want to keep as many people as you can on this Dallas Cowboys team because it was a team loaded with talent. You want to give yourself the best opportunity that you can to win. So those are the conversations that are happening right now. It's like, hey, Dak, we scratch your back, you scratch our back, like, let's help each other out, and we need you to help us out now. <laughs> we need that to happen right now so we can work out those other deals because otherwise the Cowboys Dak, are, are going to have a big problem. Doesn't have to do it. You know, I mean, now he it. now he can. Re, there's other players on that roster where they can create cap room. That's what Stephen was alluding to, and they're very. The Cowboys are very, very good at that. Remember, and, and so are the, the Saints. The Saints were in cap hell. Remember, two years ago, they were like yeah. forty million over, and they figured out a way, right, to you know restructure contracts and borrow from Peter to pay Paul to, to be able to get not just under the cap, but to be able to spend money. The Cowboys will be able to do that. But the bottom line is, Dak controls everything that involves the Dallas Cowboys this year and going forward. Why? Because the Cowboys empowered him with that with the last contract they gave him. You mentioned the Mega Millions and the Powerball and hitting them both together. You reminded me, I, I drove past a billboard today. Those things are up to $975 million. I didn't play today. I forgot it. to play, too. I know. The Mega Millions drawing. Son of it's a. Like $500 million. That was all mine. Did Ryan Poles tip his hand one way or another? That's coming up next here on ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. 
For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I don't know if the Chicago Bears are going to trade Justin Fields or trade the number one overall pick, but we do know that Ryan Poles said today that if they're going down the road of trading Justin Fields, that they want to do right by Justin as well. Let's bring in somebody who knows the Chicago Bears very well, Alex Brown, former Bears D-end, NBC Sports Chicago. And Alex, thanks as always for your time. Does what Ryan Poles said today make you think that they're leaning one way or another? I mean, what are they doing here? Yeah, I, I think we're in a we're in that time of smoking mirrors, right? I think that's where we're at right now. And there's a lot of smoking mirrors being put up. There's a lot of things being said that's almost like business uh, per usual. Like people just they just throw things out there. But um, from what he's saying, as far as doing right by Justin, um, I think first and foremost he's going to do right uh, by what by what makes more sense for the Chicago Bears. That's what's, that's what's going to be first. If it just so happens to be a good thing for Justin, then great. Because, I mean, if we're all looking at it, I think either Pittsburgh or Atlanta is probably the best place for him. But if Seattle gives him the best uh, compensation for him, then he's going to Seattle, you know? So he's not just going to do what's best for Justin. He's going to do what's best for the Chicago Bears. And um, I think uh, just the – if I'm being honest, uh, Justin's play uh, – is dictating what they're going to do with the first pick. So just over the last three years, I mean, he's 10 and 28. So I think if you want to win, I think you, uh, you got to go a different direction. So I'm not saying he can't be a good player in the future. Um, but right now, when you talk about Justin and you talk about how dynamic of a player he is, you're mainly talking about him running with the football, not necessarily him in the pocket. So, and we've seen that doesn't work. Uh, if we're talking about winning a championship, that doesn't work in the NFL. So having said all of that, Alex, and uh-huh. everything Ryan Pohl said today is being almost – you almost need a translator. Some people are going, oh, well, it sounds like he's keeping fields. I took everything he said today as you know, he wants to do right by Justin, but also you know, his top priority is the Chicago Bears. I took everything he said today as he's trading fields and keeping the pick. You translated. What did you hear today from the Bears GM at the Combine? They're, I, I think they're – I don't think they want to give away their position right now, but I've, I've been on the boat. Ever since we got the first pick, I've been on the boat that they're going to trade fields and take whichever quarterback they believe is the top quarterback. Now, that if that's Caleb Williams, fine. If that's Jaden Daniels, fine. But whoever it is, I think that's who they're going to take. But I do believe they will take a quarterback – with that top pick. I don't think um, – you look at the history. I don't think they let this go. You, you had a chance to get C.J. Stroud last year. You didn't do it. You had a chance to get Patrick Mahomes a few years ago. You didn't do it. I don't think they let this, uh, this opportunity to pass them up. And I'm not saying that Caleb or James is going to be either one of those guys that's in the NFL right now doing well. But you have to give yourself an opportunity. So, And with the current situation, uh, quarterback – we're not giving ourselves that that opportunity to win year in and year out just from a quarterback standpoint. And whoever he is or turns out to be, he'll be on a rookie contract, and that's what's kind of changed my mind recently about what they might be doing there in Chicago. Alex Brown, former Bears DN, joining us here 
on Amber and Ian. So Ryan Poles also said that they want to do right by Justin, that they don't want to live in the gray because he knows how annoying that would be to not know what was going on. So he's kind of implying that if they're going to trade away Justin Fields, that maybe they're going to do it kind of quickly. I have this fear, Alex, because so tired of talking about this already and it's only february and this draft isn't until <laughs> april that we're going to spend another two months talking about this damn thing <laughs> do you think that if they're trading away justin it's going to happen quickly oh man um there, there's a couple ways to think about it i mean you yeah you could do it now and then you know where you're stand, where you stand if you wait and let's say uh somebody or team that thought they I'm going to take – they thought they liked Drake May, and Drake May doesn't perform the way they thought. Now they're more inclined to get a – maybe they'll go up and give you what you want for Justin Fields if you hold on, if you wait a little longer. Maybe the quarterback is coming out. Maybe they don't impress uh, like teams might think so. So, I mean, is there, I think there's pros and cons on each side. Uh, but for the Bears, I think um, if it's me, if I'm in uh, Ryan Pose's ear – it's Washington's pick right now because I'm taking Caleb Williams. So who the hell are you taking? So it's already a done deal for me. And then we'll figure out where Justin Fields is going um, uh, during the draft or maybe just before the draft, but that's it. Like I'm going with a different quarterback and not necessarily putting all our eggs in that basket, but like we need a change. We need to keep searching for that quarterback until you get one. Um, I've heard people talk about Justin, and they say his ceiling is Lamar Jackson if he's ever able to do that. Lamar's shown he can win the MVP twice. He's done it two times. They're not winning a Super Bowl, though, and that is the goal. The goal is to win a Super Bowl, and if Fields' ceiling is Lamar, then you see that that doesn't work. So you need to go get a quarterback that can, that can beat teams from the pocket. It can't just be running. And if it's just running, you're not going to win a championship that way. And you know what's crazy? People think that Caleb Williams, you know, is a guy who can chuck it and tote it. No, Drake May is the guy who actually went for nearly 1,500 yards rushing the last two years, you know, and throw it. Whereas Caleb, I don't even know if Caleb ran for 400 yards. So what you're saying is Caleb Williams is your guy, right? Because <laughs> that dude can get it done from the pocket and not just with his legs. Uh, by the way. You, uh, man, you're, you're, you're tweeting a lot about Mercer baseball. Uh, is, is, is that out? Is that outfielder Antonio Brown? Is that, is that your boy? Yeah, that's my son, man. Yeah, he is, uh, he's doing a heck of a job. He's, he's having a, a really good year so far, and hopefully he can continue. And then maybe, just maybe, uh, if we pray hard enough, he'll get a chance to, um, to play, uh, to play at the next level, whether that's wherever that ends up, you know? So, Hopefully that works, you know? How does a guy who's 6'3", 270 end up with, with a, a, an outfielder who's like 5'10", 185? Oh, well, I mean, you just uh, – you, you marry a Puerto Rican lady that's 5'3", <laughs> 102 pounds, <laughs> and, and you come out with that average, you know? <laughs> There you go. Andrew, I can there just explain oh, yeah. to you how it all works. Oh, awesome. man, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Meet in the middle. There it is. Meanwhile, meanwhile Alex, 
Alex is at a, at a soccer game right now. I mean, you're I you're definitely yeah. you're you're maybe a busier dad uh, than than even a player. But we do appreciate you uh, cutting some time out for us here on Amber and Ian. Not Finally, here on the way out, Alex. What is the comfort level or panic level in Chicago right now surrounding this decision that has to be made? Because we're spending so much time on what the decision is going to be. Do Bears fans mm-hmm. actually feel confident that this organization is going to make the right decision? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> not at all. And if you talk to – like, most people want to keep Justin. Most people, like, most Bear fans that I talk to want to keep Justin. Um, they can't give me a reason why, but – they want to keep him. I think. I think it's they're comfortable with what he can do, and the unknown of whomever that next quarterback is is what makes them like weird. Or going back six years, seven years, and you got three top quarterbacks coming out, and we choose Mitchell Trubisky, and it's like, okay, are we going to do the same thing again? Like all these quarterbacks coming out, are we going to pick the wrong one? And I think that is really just making it uneasy for a lot of people. So they almost rather just okay, let's trade away that pick, keep Justin because we know what he is, and then let's build around him. And I just don't think that that's the right way. I think you've got to keep trying, keep trying for that quarterback because it is a quarterback-driven league. Um, if you got the quarterback, just ask the Buffalo Bills. Ask the Buffalo Bills. They, made, they gave uh, – they got, I want to say, two or three Pro Bowl picks when they made that pick or that trade with Kansas City about six, seven years ago. Kansas City took Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes has been beating their tail ever since. You need that quarterback. If you got the quarterback, then the rest can take care of itself if you have that guy. So you got to keep looking for that guy. So, yeah, they're uneasy now, but if we end up picking that right guy, if it's Caleb, if it's Jaden, uh, if it's Daniels, if, it has, if, if it's Drake May, whoever, whomever it is, if we get that right guy, everybody in Chicago will be happy. Yeah, I think one of the things that we don't probably spend enough time on is they also could just trade back and still take a quarterback, take one of those other guys that you just mentioned. It doesn't necessarily have to be number one overall pick or Justin Fields that the decision is. Alex Brown, former Bears DN, NBA Sports Chicago. Thanks, Alex. Also Gator, Gator legend. Got to throw that in there. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Thank (laughs) you so much. Go Gators. Oh, God. Here we go. (laughs) I mean, I have to. Every time. Go Gators. There you go. Right there. I just do. Uh, is there an update in the game that you have been closely watching all show long here on Amber and Ian where you are convincing yourself that there might be a court storming? Well, I mean, it's a court storm alert. Uh, let's put it that way. Mississippi State, a 19-8 and bubble team right now in the SEC. Uh, Mississippi State at Humphrey Coliseum leads number 16 Kentucky 71-67 with 4.51 to go in the game. Now, Mississippi State is, was favored in this game. Opened at three and a half on ESPN bet, closed at four and a half. We got it here on Amber and Ian at three and a half, so we're sweating a little bit right now. Um, didn't give it out on bet to your hands, bleed because it tipped right when we came on the air. Uh, but personally, we are invested, and so you know how this is going to go, Amber. I mean, you beat a blue, blue blood. Now, Mississippi State's beaten them don't before. Don't embarrass yourself, Bulldogs. Don't uh, do it. Don't yeah, embarrass don't. yourself. You were favored, You're favored in this game. And you've beaten Kentucky before at the hump, so – do not storm the damn court, buddy. There's a Starkville. Stay in those seats. <laughs> it is a top twenty-five upset alert. Mississippi State, four fifty-one to go in the game, up four seventy-one sixty-seven.
All right, so we will keep watching that game and keep you updated on that action. And coming up next, we're going to stick with college basketball, but there is one ESPNer who thinks the NCAA tournament needs a makeover. We'll get into that next here on ESPN Radio. One of our ESPNers has decided that there needs to be a lot more teams added to the NCAA tournament. It's a crazy idea. We'll get to that in just a moment. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sport. But let's get you an NBA update. NBA update. The Mavericks and Cavaliers are going at it in a close one. Cavs up right now, 91 to 90 in this game. Luca has been going off tonight, doing everything he can for the Mavs. He has put up 39 points so far in this effort. It's just under nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Kyrie Irving got a standing ovation from the Cleveland Cavaliers crowd when he came out, uh, as he should. He won them a championship. So there you go. We will keep you updated on Luca's performance and on this game as we move forward. We're also watching your college basketball action as well. But let's get to Paul Hembo's idea because, you know, Hembo, he, he says the things, okay? And he's on Greeny, always saying the things these days. And, and Hembo, has, he sees the world in a unique way. Ian, Numbers. that's fair to say, right? Numbers. Numbers and also like he was born in 1945. Now, I don't know Hembo personally, but I listen to Hembo on the air all the time. And what I can tell you about Hembo without knowing him at all is that calling him an old soul, I think, is an understatement. So he sees the world differently, but yes, He's largely he all. sees <laughs> Wow. James knows him. I don't know. I, I used to work I with him. Far, straight, yeah. far I don't away know. from that. I just think he's the worst. <laughs> I, I, I like him, Bo. I, I used to, you know, fill in on Mike and Mike, and, and he, it was he and Drew Brooks and Dan Stanzik back then that were the producers, and Hembo was the, the top researcher who has continued, obviously, and expanded that role to it in the nth degree. Uh, but, yeah, Hembo, I mean, he, he'll crunch some numbers now with the best yes. of them. This latest numbers crunch, Amber, I, I, I'm not feeling at all. So that is, the, yes, that is certainly the beauty of Hembo is that he is a numbers crunch. He is a researcher, but and he normally, when he does present an argument, it is backed up by a lot of that information that he has dug up. So let's hear his idea here on how to revamp the NCAA tournament field. 112 teams. So what you I'm have out. is this. To incentivize going for it in the regular season, the top 16 teams receive a bye. To incentivize conference tournaments, not only does the conference tournament champion get in, if you get to a major conference tournament final, you get in. So immediately there are 12 of those teams. You have a first round of 96 basketball teams. You're going to play 24 games on Tuesday, and you're going to play 24 games on Wednesday. The round of 64, like it is now, Thursday and Friday. There will be 16 games on Thursday and 16 games on Friday because in the first round of my format here, all right, you're going from 48 to 16. You're adding the 48 there to the 16 buys. And so we create a 64 team field that starts on Thursday, just like we know and love. And we have two days that lead up so that in the end, we get 96 games in six days. Don't water anything down. We just wind up getting way more games that you will watch and that will generate money for the NCAA. Okay. I I now know what you guys feel like when I go into lawyer speak. Now I get it. Okay. When I start going on a tirade about some legal topic and you guys can't handle it, that is exactly what I just felt like listening to Hembo 
crunch numbers about by too much the way, math. let's just start so much math it made me nauseous in every way but by the way can we just start here why does the ncaa tournament need a makeover ian why Thank is you. that that Thank beautiful perfect thing that we all love and adore in march why is that the thing in sports that hembo is trying to fix if I could hug my work wife right now, I would. I mean, I'm in step with you, one million percent. It's not broken. We've already adjusted it once to get what once was called, you know, the first four. But let's be honest, it's really the last four. I mean, right. so we already we've already gone from 64 to 68. Mm-hmm. So, Hambo, I love you, man. I I, I did follow that basically because you're given the first 16, you know, buys and 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 then the runners up buys. And that, so you're still having after the buy after the first two days, you still have your your normal feel because of the buys. I don't care. Right. He's he's trying to get to a place. Though, you're trying like, to get like Iowa. Was, you're trying to get Iowa in the damn tournament as a bubble team. That, well, I mean, he, well, basically he's like he's like after the first couple of days, then we're at the 64, then, which we then, know and love. It's like oh oh or uh, or or we can just start there. <laughs> like we're that, giving that, out. That's a very it, Hembo, you know love it. Let's just do it. Hembo, you're wanting to give out participation trophies. So when little Joey, right, gets his butt kicked and he finishes dead last in a race, right, in, in track or whatever at the age of even 12, oh, well, little Joey can't be upset, so we're going to have to give him a little medal here, okay, just for participating. So do you, well, how, how far are we going to go here? 112? And, and, and after that, we're going to go to 148? I mean, coaches have been wanting this because they get bonuses in their contract if you make the tournament. And then you get another bonus if you advance so far in the tournament. And then another bonus if you get to the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight and Final Four, and then if you win it all. Well, you so, have to do away with those clauses if every team in college basketball is uh, going to make uh, the uh, tournament. Uh, uh, under thank you. Model. Thank you. You're literally wanting to give out participation damn trophies by expanding the field even further than 68. It ain't broke. Don't try and fix it. it it's whatever you hear, whatever I said to you, 112 teams. Like That's immediately, what he lost immediately. I, it, I, so the explanation isn't, isn't terrible. It's not as bad of an idea as it sounds oh, no, it like is. on it the surface, no, right? It's still bad. But it's 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 not good. I think I don't like it. But it's it's less about expanding like the tournament, and it's more about ex- it's almost like an expansion of the first four, right? A massive getting, expansion what, of the first but, four, but, right? Also, but you're not getting any. Why? You're not getting like you're not getting like the the good teams. You're getting the ones that like I've never watched. I don't think I've ever watched a first four game in my life since it's been oh, added. Right, so like I'm not going to watch. Those, I'm not going to watch those games How? because they're teams I have no. I have no idea I who they are. What do you say we were going to get well, 24 yeah. games That's, the first day see, and 24 but, games the second day? I mean, what, who the hell's watching that? What are look, you doing with your life, Hembo? I think we need to have a talk, buddy. I, this, no. <laughs> Pay attention to your family. Gambling, you've got a better thing. Yeah, you've, got, you've got twins at home. Like you've got better things to do. The gambling aspect of it, though, is well, I mean, there's more games to wager on. I get that, but even I am not would not endorse that. And I and I wager nightly. I, so again, my bigger thing is why try and fix something that is not broken? We've already expanded it once, and and, and again, you're, you're you're rewarding mediocrity. That's not what the tournament – you already have teams that win conference tournaments, right, that, that like the MAC or, 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 you know, going down the list, the NEAC, whatever, right, that uh, – the Ohio Valley, that you're 
sometimes you have teams with a losing record that make the tournament because they win that conference tournament. Those teams are already being rewarded, even if they had crappy seasons. Now we're going to award a team that's 500, like like St. John's or Rutgers. They're all of a sudden now they're in automatically. But with Hembo going to 112, you, I'm not about rewarding mediocrity. Little Johnny does not need a participation trophy when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Little Johnny needs to go suck his thumb in a corner because he got his ass kicked. I don't even care about that component of it. It's just who wants to watch it, right? I mean, if you were putting these teams on display, it's like who's signing up to watch that? It's not going to be good basketball because it wasn't good basketball all season long, which is why they were mediocre at best to begin with, right? So why are we expanding it in that fashion? There's nothing wrong with March Madness. We can have a whole conversation about the regular season in college basketball outside of the month of March, but there ain't nothing wrong with March. Hembo, leave it alone. We're coming back with plenty more. We're not leaving anything alone here on ESPN Radio.